Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Madison Street Worship Podcast. We have officially launched. Let's go. Um, yes. This has been so fun um, just to kind of brainstorm this and think about what we're planning to do. But this is a real thing now. We're it excited is. about it. We're going to be doing this more often. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be having so many more people on um, yeah. doing some really creative things with this and just having a platform to talk and hang and drink coffee. It's going to be fun. But Yeah. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Harley. Like the motorcycle, this is Brady next to me. Hello. This I'm Lee. Lee. What do we do? What do we all do? I'm the worship pastor and the director of Madison Street Worship. <laughs> but we serve, leader. we serve here at a local church called Gateway Church in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a guitar player, keys guy, songwriter. MD, songwriter. Oh, yeah. I do those things. <laughs> all those things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. all yeah. that. Like, Harley does all that <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Same, same for me. I kind of yeah. wear those hats. Some yeah. uh, engineer, producer, yeah. a lot of other things with MSW, but technical director at Gateway Church in That's Shelbyville. Right. I'm the creative pastor as well at Gateway Church. You do a great, great job. Both of you guys <laughs> crush it. And we talked about teamwork in our last yeah, kind if of... Yeah, you, if you may have watched our first kind of pilot thing, um, it was it was cool to lay out the format on what it what it felt naturally to do yeah yeah so and we have trevin dodrell as well yes he's uh actually behind the cameras right now we have these two angles producer for the msw podcast that's right shooting photo he's making sure that nothing like falls apart Mm -hmm. and if anything falls apart he will alert us with a howling (laughs) 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 so yeah we're big big hand for trevin he's doing a great job but we're glad you're here Yeah, yeah so glad so yeah, we just we just wanted to do something that we haven't done and something that we can speak into. You know, we work at a local church and we also do this thing called Madison Street Worship, which hence the name. And um, we just wanted to be able to speak into people that are and working in the church world or that even just Christianity, like talking about culture, like world culture, social culture. Um, and yeah, we, we wanted to be here, be a voice, um, especially for all of us, you know, in the greater Nashville area and what we do. So we'd love to answer any questions that you have. Um, we want to do things like question and answer podcasts or Q and a podcasts. Um, so if you have any questions, hit us up on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. There's going to be a Um, lower third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right here. Uh, but also, you know, if the best way to send us a question would just um, type in the subject line question uh, or podcast question and send an email to worship at madisonstreetworship.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just want to be a resource yeah. as much as we can. And like, you never stop growing. And, you know, we never stop growing. And that's just kind of the way that we've always gone after things mm-hmm. is to just try to take them head on, ask people. Nobody doesn't like to talk about themselves so yeah this is a great time for us to get together and talk and chat and learn about life and hopefully help you guys it's really cool because like to see what god is doing in our local church is we're like so thankful for it and we're humbled by it Mm -hmm. and uh we live in a city called shelbyville tennessee and it's on in the greater nashville area and there's like 20 to thirty thousand people here and god took our church 
like seven or eight years ago from like 45 people to now like over a thousand. Dude, it'd be amazing to get Pastor Jason on to tell that whole story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he's shared that with like other pastors and other mm-hmm. churches and stuff, but to share that from like the heart of MSW yeah, um, yeah. and like how all that story came about right. because MSW wouldn't be That's here right. if it wasn't for his faithfulness yep. yeah. and his um, trust in the Lord to step out and do what he did with Gateway Church. So yeah. That would be an amazing... That's the root system of everything. It is. And, like, I'm the newest one here. And, like, let me tell you guys, there's there's something on this place. There's something on this town. There's something on these people that, like... The first time I walked in, maybe close to four years ago, um, I came in just with a friend of mine who was helping produce their first record. And I had never met any of these amazing people. Yeah. And Shout had no out. idea. Shout out John Strandell. Yeah. Amazing yeah. guy. Yeah. Amazing my, producer, brother. Um, I had no idea the people we were going to be doing life with, and that mm-hmm. I would eventually move here with my wife. And but yeah, there's something on this place. And it's a full circle moment. It is. Mm-hmm. It's just so 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 special, especially in a town that's small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's something like two percent of the population goes yeah. to our church. It's crazy. That's it, cr- it feels like <laughs> that's crazy. What's interesting about Shelbyville is, uh, and if you're local to Shelbyville, you call it Shebville. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not from Shelbyville, then you call it Shelbyville, and people are like, they're not from yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like Nashville is growing so quickly. Murfreesboro, just north of us, is growing so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pushing people to, to, into these areas, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the outskirts. And so right now, everything is a little bit cheaper to live here. Like, cost of living is lower. Um, don't they say the greater L.A. area is like two hours wide? Yeah. Oh, Something I like that. Like the, the, I'm from the greater L.A. area. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Uber Park, places like that. Like, people are like, yeah, I'm from L.A. And honestly, that's a that's a very cultural thing in America mm-hmm. it is, is to commute several like miles to where you're going <laughs> a lot of miles like it's not just like you live uh, like everybody lives in manhattan mm-hmm. it, that is a very rare thing mm-hmm. in the united states um like if you live any in, in, even like the dallas fort worth area mm-hmm. my lord there is miles and miles covered yeah. considered living in that area mm-hmm. i mean even from st louis like there is oh my gosh from, so many suburbs from around North county to south county is an hour drive of highway yeah 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 it's massive yeah and so people Nashville yeah. is definitely becoming a region type like, yeah. like that. So. I heard it. Um, there was a local podcast, um, a couple of real estate guys in Shelbyville. Uh, I think it's the Craig Craig Wheeler or, or some sort of podcast. I don't know. But if you ever hear this, shout out to you guys. Um, <laughs> but they said something that was really interesting because they are in real estate. Um, they mentioned that. Nashville currently is like Atlanta in the 1980s, 1990s. Cool. And the like the Atlanta boom that happened. And so like you had all these small towns like our friend Catherine Mullins, like the town that she's in is like an hour outside of Atlanta, but everything is just like packed up mm. all the way towards there, you yeah. know. But what's interesting about Shelbyville is um if you don't know anything about it, um it's known to be the walking horse capital of the world. <laughs> Um, Let's go. There is, it's a very like country town. It's very similar to the town that I grew up in, Baymana, Alabama. Um, and just really small, quaint, you know, a lot of people um, here, but it's a, it's a horse town. And so there's a lot of horse trainers. There's a lot of, uh, if you're uh, in the equestrian world, you mm-hmm. know of Shelbyville. Oh yeah. 
Like, it, yeah, people if, come from all over all the over world. All over the world. And to, and to come here for mm-hmm. something called the celebration, which is yeah. the um, international horse show event, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I mean, like, in August, thousands of people flood the city and, like, it transforms. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. wild hell. It's also called Pencil City, or it used to be. Um, yeah. A huge pencil manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Tyson Chicken. Tyson Chicken's here. A lot yeah. of, a lot of, a lot of like industrial a lot of things that you just don't know about industry stuff that here. are just here. Mm-hmm. Industrial type. We know about town. it. Yeah, because it's like a massive in, like uh, influx of jobs. Like, yeah, you know, places like that, which is yeah, you know, and that tells a lot about about our people, like how diverse it is as far as like the Super. type of people we have, mm-hmm. which is so cool for a small town as well. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, man, there's a lot of different colors. There's a lot of different lifestyles. There's a lot of Yeah, we have a large Hispanic we do. Yeah. P- population yeah. here too, which is mm-hmm. amazing and for the food. Yeah, we have <laughs> so much. If you good need food Mexican, here. <laughs> there's this like, is the town. There's like thirteen or fourteen, maybe fifteen authentic like, markets here. Yeah. It's really markets cool. Markets slash restaurants in like the back half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk through that like tiny little hallway and you're just like, I'm in a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Eat the best tacos of your life. It's oh, really yeah. interesting. But I think what I'm getting at with Shelbyville is like th- coming here, I realized that there was a poverty mindset just kind of ingrained throughout culture here. Um, it's either you you have a lot of money because you're in horse world or you have no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... um you know, we want to speak into that because we believe that Gateway Church and Madison Street Worship, we are a prophetic voice um, in in that. And, and we're just calling the gold out of people, Whoa. letting them know that they are more than the dollar amount that's in their bank. That's really and, special. Um, and it's a, it's a great place to be because we, like, we stay committed here, we're rooted here, and we've seen, even over the last five years that I've been here, people's mindsets are starting to change and like now people are, are moving here that are wanting to help better the city and mm-hmm. like take things higher and and like um just make it a place that people want to be yeah you know? we've got a big influx of californians and um I, you know our friend chad yeah. um he's i've been talking with him recently he's wanted to come out here there's people from all over that it's really really cool to be able to like you know be a part of a hub of artistry because people from all over get to hear that when you're when you're yeah. on like Spotify and mm-hmm. all that stuff. People hear about it and see the music, whatever, and then they come out and they visit, and mm-hmm. that's like the coolest thing ever. Like I had well, a friend, you wouldn't was, expect it. Yeah, you know, we're an hour and fifteen minutes outside of Nashville. Yep, but and it's that, so that's just far enough for people. Like we have a couple people that are faithfully serving, mm-hmm. like twice a month at mm-hmm. least, mm-hmm. that are commuting from Nashville, which like. I mean, how? When's the last time we all were in town? Like, uh, it's 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 a trek. Oh like, yeah, I'm, I don't yeah. go very very often. <clears throat> yeah, like if I have a song right, you know, I'll go. Well, it's, but it's definitely a lot harder with kids. With kids, it is. Yeah, I've got two kids. Got to make a plan, um, but two under two. Lee's got a baby girl, and I'm the only one without a kid yet. Well, there's. So a, I don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a. It it is a challenge, but. Um, you know, it's a beautiful part of life. And mm. one thing I, I love is that everyone on our team has a different walk, has a different story. And, you know, we support each other in that. Like, you know, there are days that I I wish that, like, I could just, like, get in my car and go whenever I wanted to. But at the same time, I think the Lord is really teaching me in this season to be present mm-hmm. and to be, like, present with family. Right. It's really cool to be a part of a group 
that's growing up together mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Growing families together. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, so special. Like when our kids are in their teenage years and we're like old and out of style, like that's so special because they're going to be the ones that are going to take the reins hopefully. And yeah. Yeah. That is so special. It's, it's, so, it's so a beautiful cool. picture of like legacy uh-huh. yeah. and like really like seeing what your roots develop into. Mm-hmm. I think that was the hardest thing. Um, and we can like continue to get into this. I want to talk about our coffee real quick. Oh yeah. 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 We haven't, we haven't uh, touched on our coffee, but today we're drinking on, um, atomic coffee roasters. Yes. Space cadet. And where do we get our coffee from Lee? Man, I would love to, uh, be able to shout out more often, but we love our trade subscription. It's true. I will, you know, faithfully, you know, boast about them. Even if I'm not getting any kind of like compensation for this, um, Trade Coffee has been so good to us, and they send really good coffee to us, mm-hmm. and right on time. Um, we're so. also we're using our uh, our Ratio Six Batch Brewer, which if you don't know what that is, it's like one of the only, if not the only, batch brew coffee maker out there that has like a full pour over sequence, mm-hmm. which has got like a bloom, and then it like pours evenly. Everything's weighed out because we're super helpful for for like big batches yeah when you don't want to sit there grinding and Mm -hmm. kettling it's great it's it makes a really really great batch brew and And shout out our coffee mugs oh yeah madison street coffee mugs if you want these let us know um are they available on commerce they should be available on our website we're currently having some issues there we may have to switch over to a different like commerce plan but we're looking into that if you want these they will be available and they may already be available so nice um if you make your coffee taste better it does if you're it listening like the Lord, to this actually. <laughs> down the, spirit. if you're listening to this down the road you know we, and this has been out for a while chances are this will be available for you to purchase yeah um and we have mm. some other stuff on there too if you're interested in our music or any merch stuff so yeah, yeah. but uh what's cool like we were talking about legacy is um you know, like I've known Lee for going on a decade, maybe more now. Yeah. And, um, this would be our, uh, 10 year high school anniversary. I was telling you our our high school reunion (laughs) 10 years now, but yeah. Um, we met right out of high school in college. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And I, just to kind of give our stories just a little bit, very briefly is, you know, me and Lee are from the general mobile Alabama area. He grew up in Mobile. I grew up on the Baldwin County side. If you're familiar with like Orange Beach, Gulf Shores, I'm from that side. Across the bay. Across the bay. <laughs> uh, if you watch, uh, shout out Outer Banks. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, what is it called? The Pogues and the Kooks. Yeah. I guess the Pogues would be Mobile and the Kooks would be probably Baldwin County. <laughs> no, it's like Parks and Rec. It's like, oh, yeah. we're Pawnee. <laughs> Across the bay is Eagleton. <laughs> as much, dude, hearing about Fairhope and all these yeah. Fairhope people. But I love know, Fairhope. But I do too. What is it's silly so parents? Dingleberg. Dingleberg. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. But, uh, you know, I've known Lee for quite a while and like we have history together and we've walked through hard things together. And um, I think that is what makes our team so strong is when you have walked with people for such a long time. Foxhole battles. I call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, been through it. Harley and I have both been through it together. Mm-hmm. So we've been there for each other many times in the 
thick of it. I mean, I'll, I'll, and the thin of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday we'll get into it. Yeah, about um, like stories and all that stuff. But it's. But Lee Lee was here in Shelbyville at her church like a year and a half before I moved here, and I knew like if I came here, there was there was a time in my life where I needed family and needed friends, and I was going through a hard time and. I knew that if I came here that Lee would be able to be there for me and I, I made other friends of course but I knew I had a brother and um and that was a really special special thing and then not uh, maybe like a year into me being here we recorded our second uh live record Heaven Come Closer it's a special and, one and Brady came I did and yeah. uh, played played guitar there's anything not for the gain of self uh i wish i had a bigger vocabulary like and nothing self-righteous but if, if i could offer any young musician any and we'll get to these uh Topics. questions on a different uh different episode but if i could offer a young musician anything just be around mm-hmm. and like i truly genuinely my heart had no um ill intentions other than just to be around yeah and mm-hmm. to just like Especially, like, I already talked about, like, the mark that this place had on me the first time I walked in, and I was around for maybe about a year, maybe a year and a half, and I reached out to Lee and was like, hey, bro, I know you guys are starting on pre-pro, like, would you be down to let me help, like, write some parts? Yeah. And he was like, better yet, how about you just play on the record? And I was like what (laughs) and i did and if i could offer any young any young person that just be around just be around be faithful and opportunity will come yeah i think we touched a little bit on this last during our little pilot yeah it was like just yeah what you're saying kind of be around but don't go in with any expectations yeah go in with the with the goal of gaining relationship and and equity with people opportunity will be gifted yeah in the lord's timing i've noticed that every single time i don't have to go in it's it's the it's the that is a good sound that is a good pour (laughs) we needed like like we need to mic that up that was really nice but yes to sum that all up is like saying the lord will like promote you Mm -hmm. you just have to be no that's true connections connections are nothing relationships are everything yes true relationships with people yeah doing life with people a lot of people that's how we ended up here yeah Mm -hmm. me and lee were playing cod together and like had kind of rekindled like you know you have these friends that are states away and you Mm -hmm. you you stay connected because there's like that deep love for each other but life is life yeah yep and uh it's okay to to not always be you know, texting or calling yep. every yeah. week. And that's it's important yeah. that when you pick up, you pick up. Right. And like when, like when we picked up, it was like, dude, we're about to do. And I had no idea that he was scheming for years to get us here. <laughs> yeah. So. It worked out, man. <laughs> it's, it's so cool to have you here now. Like you guys have been on staff at our church for, I think like almost three five months, months four yeah. months, five months. It was like December 8th, which is a whole thing. Cause the first day that, my wife and I, not wife at the time, had walked into this church together. Our first day starting on staff was three years to the day. Yeah, that's that we so walked you walked in. Together. Little it winks like that are so cool. God wink right there. It was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. If there's ever any little thing you need to know if you're if you're in the will of God, just look at those little mm. 
numerical things. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. And you know, what I love about our church is our church truly is a place of healing, like where you can come mm-hmm. and you can heal. And you know, in my story, I was able to come and just be around friends and family and or friends that were like family mm-hmm. and, um, and friends that I made that became family. And, you know, I, I, when I got here, I just got like a, a normal job, wasn't seeking any platform, wasn't, I wanted to volunteer my time, help our church in any way. And I saw that there were things that I could help in and that, um, even before I got here, just encouraging the leaders that were here, like, Hey, if you need help, I'd love to help in X, Y, Z areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it wasn't about a position or a platform. Uh, and you know, I got a regular like nine to five job. Or what eight. were you doing? I was, uh, before I moved to Tennessee, I was a paint contractor for six years. And, you know, to be honest, that time in my life was, it was hard, but it was incredible because I got to put in my earphones like all day long and like, listen to the word, listen to podcasts, listen to real, listen to books, listen to songs, like worship my heart out. And, um, it was a great, like great time of the Lord getting me ready to come here and live my dream. Those are your fields, bro. Yeah. Those are your fields that you were sowing and yeah. your paintbrushes were your sheep. One, <laughs> one of those um one of those podcasts that I listen to is called the Nashville Christian Songwriters Podcast, I think. And um and the guy in that podcast would always say, If you want to become a better songwriter, move to Nashville. <laughs> and it's what you were talking about Just is get here, get, it, get here. Yeah. And, you know, I knew like where I was, there wasn't a huge songwriting community. There were some that were doing it, but you know, I didn't have too many people that I could write with. And, uh, I knew in order to take my songwriting to the next level and to learn more, I needed to get here. And so that was a huge part of one reason why I came. Mm. Um, but when I first got here, I, I landed a job at an employment company sitting behind a desk. So I went from very active um, painting and up and down ladders <laughs> to sitting behind a desk uh, hiring for jobs at an employment company. Um, and what was neat about that job is I would take a uh, an RV that they had purchased to be a mobile office and I would take it out and, you know, I remember that RV. All over. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was, yeah, it was cool. But it was also a job that, you know, I felt like I was in a season of waiting. I, I felt like I was in a season where the the seeds were planted, but, you know, they weren't growing yet. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's... As, as somebody who was already a part of the team, mm-hmm. watching the way that the Lord was like, kind of just like aligning the paths for you in making way for you to come in mm. was really cool. I mean, like I, I don't think the Lord is this like puppet master. That's just like, right. you know, doing all this yeah. and that. That's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean like the way that the Lord would like use certain circumstances to position other people in other places to make room yeah. for your calling to be fulfilled here at gateway. Right. As somebody who was already on the team, like it was, it was so to, to think back of like some of the things it was really interesting. Like it in hindsight, like there was like a lot of transition. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now I know 
you know what he was doing but in the moment it's it's like yeah, always like, hard to be like okay what is happening what's like happening? why is there so many people leaving coming and going why does mm-hmm. it feel like there's not enough room sometimes like mm-hmm. so like your your faithfulness to like stick it out and trust that mm-hmm. process is like what your reward is now yeah. Yeah. Like you're living in that reward mm-hmm. so you know i tell people um we have interns if you hear extra um, noise trevin's putting a battery in one of the cameras so we have uh we have interns that will come and you know one one thing that i actually don't like about going to college specifically for ministry or whatever it may be like we usually have like worship leaders come in and intern with us over the summer if you'd like to do that shoot us an email worship at madisonstreetworship.com um but i tell them i say it's better to go to the church and and be in the area of the church that you want to be at and then maybe the lord will open a door Mm -hmm. than it is for you to just accept a random position at some church that you don't know where it's at you don't know their inner that is a whole podcast you have to you have to know the grounds mm -hmm. like you have mm -hmm. to know the fields that you're going to work yeah because if you just go somewhere that you've never been yeah like dude the lord is going to rock your world Mm -hmm. with some information that you probably don't want yeah a lot of people think this is this is the only thing i'll say on this because i don't want to like hijack this but when it comes to getting the church job you're looking Mm -hmm. for everybody thinks oh if i nail this interview if i impress these people Mm -hmm. but in reality you need to be interviewing that church Mm -hmm. this is where you are like going to be like leading people but Mm -hmm. also you are going to be like devoting your life to this yeah and it's not just a job like you know if you're going into ministry thinking it's just like oh like i get to serve the lord like yes that is a benefit like i get to get paid to to serve the lord and to use my gifts and to you know grow people and Mm -hmm. and this and that you have to like let that be your all like i think the question you cannot think of jobs and money when it comes to that as like a exchangeable thing Mm -hmm. like that is not a a Sorry, this is no, no dude. You're good. I, this yeah. is this is good. I think, I think as well. The uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm you're sorry. cool. You're good. I think the questions you ask is in your interview is like fifty one percent of it mm-hmm. because like that shows. First of all, if you have experience or not. If someone asks you after your interview, hey, do you have any questions or anything? And you're like, nope. Mm. That tells me right there as the interviewer that you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> You've probably never been here, and that's a, like you know. People are green. That happens. But like, if you want to look good, like <laughs> having questions is important. It is. That shows that you have experience. That shows mm-hmm. that you know what you want and what you don't mm-hmm. want. Yeah. That, shows, and that you care. Yeah. I've like, never worked at a church that I haven't been a member of. Mm. So like, I guess that. I have. It's whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I get calls like. I've I've gotten two this year of former interns or people that we know from like Lee University that have that have gotten jobs at places that they they're not cut out for mm-hmm. and you know they they take the job because the job was offered but they're realizing maybe I don't have like the actual skills that this particular church needs or maybe I didn't realize the culture here was not mm-hmm. good and 
you know, they're just running on fumes. And so what I would just say to, to wrap that part up is just, it, it, it takes a lot of strength and, and it takes a lot of trust in the Lord because mm-hmm. I know your desire if you're wanting to work in church is to, to land a church job. Mm-hmm. But it would be so much better, and, and I say this from experience, of attending church there and just letting the Lord work it out in His time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, I feel so fulfilled. Like I'm living my dream being able to be the worship pastor at Gateway Church to serve with Madison Street Worship. And, you know, it's just so cool um, mm-hmm. to be able to live your dream. And, and it's not only just living your dream out of fulfillment of your dream. It's that I believe that God puts dreams in our hearts mm-hmm. um, that are unique to each of us individually, but in order to serve Him. Right. And um, it's not about, like, sometimes we actually idolize the dream, um, but when it's a when it's a god dream like of for your life mm-hmm. and you partner with him in that it's Ooh, so much better it is good yeah i like that yeah I, I mean i was the global music director at a church in st louis for a couple of years before this job and i mean i had no idea what the lord was preparing i used to reference what we do here <laughs> at my old church <laughs> y'all check out this church in shelbyville these are my great friends these are family we need to check out what they're doing like they're killing it um yeah the the preparation that the lord does for you so much is so like you never know makes never no know. sense in the nope. moment you never know <laughs> until you get into it and then you're it's like true. it's always hindsight and you look back and you're like oh yeah god you're so you're, i just that's my thing right now he's so kind yeah. yeah he's so kind to just like use me yeah like i suck dude <laughs> you know and the Lord just shows up so much, and and we're human. Oh my Lord, dude! The the, the kindness that He shows to to use us in our faults, and and He's so kind. There's actually shout out Corey Asbury. Um, there's this new like post that he made maybe like a month ago, mm-hmm. could have been a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's this new song he's been working on, and it says sometimes I don't know the exact lyrics, but it's like sometimes marriages dissolve sometimes babies die and then the core at the end of the chorus he's like i've cussed and screamed you know i've been mad at god but at the end of the day he's always been so kind Mm -hmm. and like you always find him being kind yeah even through our junk i'm so ready for that record for his next country record he's putting out if y'all don't follow him on tiktok he's like teasing all these songs he's writing and they're good yeah so he's a great writer he is they're so good yeah but yeah, silence is good too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hang on. I need coffee. Yeah. But that's that's kind of like the summary of like our church. Like, and if you, it, it, it's, yeah. it's a testament because like you're from Mobile. I'm from the Eastern Shore as well. Like you're from St. Louis. Yeah, like as many, so people many people as we have, probably less than. 0.5% of them are, are Shelbyville nat- Dude, natives. they're coming from all over the place. Yeah. My wife is from Daytona. We... Yeah. My wife is from Lakeland. Yeah, so is mine, like, near in Florida. And then, like, my wife uh, was in Cleveland for a little while. And then they've actually been in the Shelbyville area for, like, 
13, 14 I think it's important as well. Years. It's, it's all connected to their church of God as well. That's mm-hmm. our that's uh, our denomination. Yeah. You wouldn't know sometimes yeah. that we are affiliated, but we are affiliated with the Church mm-hmm. of God in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Tennessee. So we have a lot of people from Lee uh, Lee University, you know, like I said earlier, that are interns or mm-hmm. that, that come. Um, and we do a lot of things with the Church of God, like we'll go to Lee University and lead worship for their chapel sometimes. Mm-hmm. We just got done doing this thing called Smoky Mountain Winterfest. Um, it's like a youth uh, revival slash conference type of event. Um, when it's a big one, it's yeah. a big one. It's like 10, yeah. 11,000, uh, youth, you know, on fire for Jesus. Yeah. It's amazing. And it was just so cool. Um, we've done that two years now in a row and it's an honor to be able to like minister in, in those ways. You know, I got texts from people back home right after we, uh, have done that event each time. And they're like, wasn't that a prophetic word that you would like be involved in leading worship for events like this? And I was yeah. like, yeah, like it's a, it's a total God thing that he's in his kindness has allowed me to partner with what he wants me to do. And, and I just said, yes. Yeah. So the, ob- the obedience. Yeah. Just, just say yes. Just say yes. To the Lord. We should make a dare shirt. <laughs> Just says, just say yes. I dare you to say that's yes. that's that. <laughs> so I like funny. that. Do y'all remember those Christian T-shirts growing up? Do those graphic tees? Dude, this said like Jesus and the Reese's peanut butter cup. Dude, font. I had one that was like the Sprite logo. It said Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? <laughs> His way. Yeah, I had a Hershey's one, and it was Did he, he saves. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, they're so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drop it in the comments if you want us to make some MSW cheesy christian graphic graphic tees because we will yeah we will we'll get trevin and we'll start working on him immediately yeah hershey's what did it say he saves it was he saves but it <laughs> Dude, was like that, that is hilarious it was a, you know what's funny is like where when i was growing up in high school specifically it was like this brown my favorite outfit was this brown he saves shirt mm, and yeah, it was dude. like it was like chocolate brown like hershey's brown mm-hmm. And then I wore the like tan plaid shorts, oh, the big cargos. Yeah, they were like yeah, cargo on the side, but cargo shorts, and they were like plaid and tan and like. If you can find any photos, <laughs> I have one. I think I might have one of. Um, we'll put it right here. Yeah, I was like playing baseball at church camp, and I was in that outfit. <laughs> nice. Were yeah. y'all athletic growing up? I have to. Find oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I played soccer since I was. You get those soccer calves. Years and years of running mm-hmm. around. I was into baseball. Um, I played soccer when I was a little bitty, but the only sport I was really, really into was baseball. Mm-hmm. We did everything in my family, and if you didn't, no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, uh, I mean, I grew. First thing I did, I guess, was probably baseball, like t-ball as a tiny kid. T-ball was great. Like a tv guide kid i had this giant head and this like <laughs> tiny body but you stuck with with yeah. baseball though you went to stay you like he was I, you I were never, nationals what? what i never played for my high school team uh-huh. me either um but i but I, we, we had a tra- triple a major travel team that i played with that my dad coached um like since that t-ball age and on like he coached my brother and i forever and just to be clear he did not give me any sort of coach's kid favor i got it worse than anybody what he, it's always the opposite what he yeah. used to always say is be like man you guys get to go home he comes home with me and <laughs> dude, you're running laps at home yeah so 
Yeah, I, we were good. We were very, very good. And you're a way better baseball player than I was. I was. I'm like, five four though. Well, I'm five eight. <laughs> so, but if you, I, I wear a bunch of short bro. kings out if here. <laughs> you were on a travel ball team. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't even touch those guys. <laughs> like, especially in running, I have such flat feet, and uh, when I ran. Like they'd it be slapping just, the ground like a duck, like, dude. It was so I don't bad. know what it was, but I, I did play baseball as well. Yeah, I was not. I hated it though. I was like peer pressure. It like boring. Oh, it was a little boring for me because I was always stuck in outfield. But mm. I couldn't get, dude. I, was I my world. Got, got in middle school and these kids are throwing eighty miles an hour. I was yeah. like, I can't do this. So where y'all come from is where like all the good teams we yes. come from. So there's a, uh, it's not Cape Cod. What's it called? Uh, Gosh, there was these. There was this team that like, like had this reputation. Like now, a, granted, this is like before. Was it like a Florida team? No, it was. It was a Georgia team, no. and every kid on that no, team dude. was like Trevin's size. Yeah, and they all like we were like fifteen, and they were like throwing close to ninety. Yeah. That's insanity. I remember. I think I was like sixteen, and that was the first time we saw like ninety. Yeah, and the when that ball, You're, it's it's faster it than like, a blink. I mean, yeah. it just like flies past you. You're like, mm-hmm. whoa! But you know, dude, I I played soccer. <laughs> I had broken toes, yeah, like messed up ribs, all this, and I had a goalie fall on me mm. after like a header, and like all this crazy stuff happening, concussions, and all this. I would not step up to a plate to like that for yeah. a bowl that it coming was that crazy, fast. Man, I mean, fear just took over. I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> this I, is not I, worth I it. I didn't hit well for like most of my life till I was like 15. We were just talking about this the other on, day. On the ride home. From- um, but there was like a season that I don't know what something clicked. I just like I, I was like, I'm not scared anymore. And I got hit by pitch 14 times that Mm-mm. season. <laughs> and everybody else like had a normal season got hit like two or three sometimes times. zero or yeah. like three at the most i think right. it was like my buddy josh got hit three times i got hit 14 times in the season so i just like ate the plate and just like poof, just took it I was like okay free base <laughs> i don't know what like psycho man screw got loose that year but after that i batted like so again like triple a major like most high school teams like or that age you'll see a kid like batting like 400 and that's like really good but when you're at that level it's different it's it it the stats tend to line up almost like major league because mm-hmm. it's it's that good. Those kids are that competitive, and I I think I batted like three seventy something. I was I was like, which meant almost four times out of ten that I would go up, it would be a hit. Mm-hmm. And I just like yeah. I had a pop Warner. You're not going to be listening to this, but he's <laughs> actually uh, third base third base coach for the Cardinals now. He was a uh, the manager for the Springfield team, which was their triple A team at the time. He was our, uh, our winner hitting coach. And he like level with me. He's like, bro, you're not a power hitter. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, bro? And he's like, you, you're lefty. Just get up there and just drop into the left center. Mm-hmm. That's your vibe. I'm like, okay. So we hit off T for like mm-hmm. literally three months straight, just all winter, like two, three days a week. And we'll just get the swing down and get the swing down. And, it worked. Wow. I actually have some like I have some takeaways from from <laughs> that. Is there's there's two things. Number one is it's good to know like what you're skilled in mm-hmm. and stick with that and like do it well. Yeah. Um and like he told you and you had to be real with yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. 
a lot of people that's uh, hard to do that a lot of people that want to serve in church especially like on a worship team this like, is why you're the worship pastor yeah <laughs> he pulls the sermons out <laughs> of them know, all the well i think it's important <laughs> Turn for, <to> numbers <laughs> it's important for our listeners like you know i don't want to get off track too much no but you're good this is I, good i think you know um where was i going oh like just knowing like what you're good at be real with yourself like Mm -hmm. if you know that you have a desire to to sing um but you don't have the skill to sing it can be learned but it's going to be way harder Mm -hmm. unless god like god has specifically given you that gift of singing some people actually think that they have a desire to sing but what they really have a desire to is to be seen Mm -hmm. and to be on the platform tough and it's not really it's not really a desire to sing but they think it is right um but i think it can all be learned but there are people that god has just naturally given them an ability to play an ability to sing and then there's others that like just don't have that Mm -hmm. and and we talked about this a little bit in the pilot was just teamwork and yeah. how important that is yeah. to know what you're skilled in. And Leaning on your strengths. There's mm-hmm. a lot that sports taught me mm-hmm. as far as like leading teams and dealing with people, like dealing with people's skills, dealing with lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. dude, it's hard, man. Getting like walking up to someone and being like, you suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not saying that. And like, yeah. because your flesh is like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't deal with this or, um, how do I go at this person to grow them? It's, it's probably harder to be a coach than it is to be a boss because you're dealing with like, I mean, maybe some days, but like you're dealing with underdeveloped frontal lobe children (laughs) who most likely have like at that level Mm -hmm. that probably all have ego problems. They probably all have like travel ball, especially. Oh dude. They're all, yeah, extremely arrogant and most likely insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was uh, all of the learning that you could get from that will well, set you up for the I, rest of your life. I remember my dad being at third because because he was our manager, like he'd coach third base as well. So he was there at third base, like, and I remember that season that I like. I mean, y'all, I worked like my whole life to be able to hit, and mm-hmm. it was like my last like season that I'd like got there popped off. Yeah, and same. My dad would be like wiping tears. <laughs> like I would just, you know, just little dinker right into left center every time, wherever it's all the hard head. work every single time. Like, and, and dude, cause and I just, that's all I, I went up knowing this is my job. There's somebody on first. I'm going to move him to second or to mm-hmm. third. And that's my job. Yeah, and I yeah. went up there and just did it, took my base and did my job, did it well. Right. And you know what? Like, as a leader, like now I'm in my dad's position where I get to watch people succeed. And like someone that I've brought up, like there's a kid from my um, church I came from that I just heard that he's MDing now. Oh, come and on. Like I grabbed him when he was wow. 16 and I was like, you, awesome. you come with me because that's what happened to me. John grabbed me and said, you come with me. Yeah. Just watch what I do. And I told him, I was like, bro, I'm a terrible teacher. You, uh, I'm not going to be able to do anything other than just have you watch what I do. Yeah. Just sit here and watch. And yeah. Which is that not what we did as children? Like I'm watching Merritt do that to me yeah. now. Mm-hmm. She's just like following me, watching what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And now she'll like walk up to her table. She'll open up her book. She'll grab a crayon and she'll do that. Like after watching me, just like grab it and do that. Like, yeah. It's so crazy how just, you know, watching and learning. 
is a very useful thing just to yeah. observe. But now I'm at third base watching that kid with the tears in my eyes being like, yep. oh my gosh. Like, Because you have, you have no idea. Um, You're like, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea, like the future you're 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 installing in somebody. Whenever you're just like, come along with me, just follow no, me around. It's true, mm-hmm. Trevin. You're a product of that as well. Yeah, like for yeah. sure. When you bring a kid up, like, dude, oh my gosh, if I can say anything as well, like if for leaders, like if you want to grow as a leader, just <laughs> teach somebody else. Yeah, because you'll realize how bad you are. The power of, you do. <laughs> the power of pulling in. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're like having somebody in with you, like, hey dude, let's go. Like mm-hmm. let's go like run to the store. Come with me. You like, can read every leadership book you want, but there's nothing that will teach you more than just like teaching somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that'll show you your weaknesses so fast. It'll show your like you'll be like, Oh, I actually need to learn more. Because like, they'll pry to... at you, they'll ask questions. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> they'll sharpen you for sure. No, I've 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 been there when people were I was given a vocal lesson and they're they're like, What do I do about this? And you're I'm like out of pocket. I'm like calling my vocal coach like what? <laughs> What, is, what do you say about this? Like, well, that, it makes you realize how much you lean on gifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like really made me very thankful for like, like I can't tell you the last time I practiced for a set on a weekend and nobody do that. That's me. I'm working through that. <laughs> but like, I didn't realize how much I was leaning on gifting and being like, man, I need to get better. Like, yeah. like I need, my practice needs to look different. I need to, I need to be better. Cause I'm teaching these kids or these adults, like, how, what's your preparation look mm-hmm. like when mine is garbage? You know, yeah. like, so right. it really brings out your own flaws and especially you're keeping people accountable when you're not even doing it yourself. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you have the time to do it and you, you realize that the people that are serving on your team have other jobs and mm-hmm. like they're already working 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And you're asking them to also practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's humbling. Practicing is a real thing. Like we, we all have to do it and as much of a discipline that it is, it's really, really important. Yeah. And one thing I learned, um, you know, um, like competitiveness and having a, a, a healthy competitive culture is important. Yeah. But it's so, there's like a fine line between competitiveness and comparison that will lead mm. you into like the, the bad end. Of right. It. Yeah. Like, especially in sports, something that I learned that wasn't good was that, you know, I was comparing myself to all these people that are way better than me yeah. in this sport. And like, I'm trying to like, I'm be competitive and, and get to their level. But what it actually did was it instilled fear, um, the comparison, like in an unhealthy way, mm-hmm. um, that I was never going to be able to achieve. Yeah. Know, and it was really important that, that pop like told me the platform at which I would perform. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, you are not six foot mm-hmm. 200 pounds you're not gonna touch it and it's gonna go out of the park mm-hmm. yeah this is your job this is what you're made for yep and there's people that are made to sing on a platform for 100 and there's people that are made to sing on a platform for ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like there truly is and that's you are never going to be used at your max capacity until you realize what platform you were made for and that's so important and because, that's and that is like the most humbling thing you could ever put yourself through is to look at yourself through your honest lens and be like be real what was i made to do yeah Yeah. and like dude there is because there's a hundred people in shelbyville tennessee that need me just as much as some random people i'm never gonna see again Mm -hmm. traveling on that that's money right there yeah i think it's you are you've done a good job um of uh, identifying 
what the valuable metric is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for us, you know, we are trusted with the people of Shelbyville yeah. to pour into them. And like, we've been able to see the fruit of that. We've seen people saved, healed, delivered, right. now serving, yep. right. now growing others. <laughs> and so the Lord says, here's a, t- here's a platform for 10,000 people. Yep. And, you know, we were able to win with, or see the wins with, with the people here. And so now we get to see those DMs that are like, I, I didn't even know about you guys. I, I heard you guys on the radio. I heard you guys at Winterfest. Mm-hmm. Like you got, your songs are changing my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, humbling. And recognizing what that platform, that 10,000 platform is. I think for me, it's a healing place. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's a reward for our, for our work being like faithful stewards of what I've given you. Go do this, get filled up and rest. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about something like that. Cause it's so fun. It's like, yeah, well, it's yeah, time. it is. It is the reward. It's like, okay, name any worship leader out right now. Mm-hmm. Most likely had that dream as a child. Yep. Yeah. Lord, I want to serve you. I want to make your name uh, like great. I want it on whatever platform it looks like, but it would be really nice. If it was on this one. <laughs> However, growing in your giftings, being able to like share with whoever you're around, pull them in, grow them, you know, make disciples. That's the win. Mm-hmm. That's what we were made to do. That's yeah. biblically what we're right. called to do is, is yeah. grow disciples. And so that, you know, yeah. has been our metric. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah, it's don't, everything else is, is extra bonus. Yeah. It's, it's bonus. It's fun. It's, 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 it's really dreams coming true yep. that I'm, that the Lord, like I said, just, planted those seeds and and my life specifically and i know you guys too but you know not neglecting home not neglecting the people here is the most important thing right because like at the end of the day like if one life is changed here at our local church because of our faithfulness and our stewardship um that that that's what counts it's that's the what prep matters. on the front end it, yep. it so is and you've got to play the I don't want to put these cliches the out goal. there, but it's the, it, you got to play the long game with yes. this stuff. And I had a guy that I was, I used to play for, um, doing guitar stuff that asked me, bro, are you ready? Cause mm-hmm. he was kind of, you know, popping off a bit. And he's like, he's like, are you ready? And I was like, are you ready? <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I'm just the guitar player. Like you're the one that has to get up at 3am to do the radio shows mm-hmm. and to go do this and to go talk to people and to be the face. I'm like, are you, cause like my job is going to be 5%. Like mm-hmm. you're doing the other 80. Mm-hmm. And like it's the prep on the front end that like is going to give you that longevity and the endurance for the long haul to like dude the weight that to carry a platform like that is I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. is that's a lot. And and also like the the fall from a height that tall. Dude, we live dead, in, we deadly. live in such a you know, like a social media microwave world as we want. Everything wants to pull you down. Everything mm-hmm. wants tea. Everything wants drama. It it wants yeah. the scandal. But I, I love what you're saying to go back to that about yeah, yeah. like making sure home is good. Yeah. Mm. Like we are a, like a, we're, we're a local ministry too. So mm-hmm. we, it, not to, we are, are a local ministry first. Right. First. So like our, like like I was saying, our win is home yep. and our focus is home. Yep. That's what we're here for. Yeah. And so like being able to devote all of our time, be able to grow our teams here and like 
like the reward comes from yeah. being faithful to to your home like you're covering you know whatever that looks like um i had some like i was gonna nail it nail the point down but Ooh. that was that was definitely like what i was feeling is like we yeah. we are so um lucky to be able to get to do the rest of the stuff that mm-hmm. we get yeah it's um, a it's a joy it's an honor um home is most important i heard i think it was carrie job um maybe maybe it was um the mother actually, of modern worship she actually has a couple of good quotes like she one of them was comparison will be the number one thing that will steer steal your joy that will tear you down like she's like you know don't don't compare in an unhealthy way like mm-hmm. I'll be real with yourself but like you know comparison i, I, can, I remember can what i was gonna yeah, say go, go for it yeah as you were talking about that like we don't have that fear of failure number one because we are trusting in the lord to promote us but um and to give us opportunity and to like <laughs> do whatever he wants to do with our gifts and what we're doing like our faithfulness yeah where we don't have fear because of that but also because we're not like we're not like saying this is our only thing we're not we're not out here saying we just want to make music and and travel and do all this like we are um like our because our win is home mm-hmm. and making Ooh. our our home team growing people like that is our goal and so even if all the rest of the stuff was taken away yeah. we're still fulfilled yeah and all that. that's you know, what I was when we write like, songs good. when we write songs we we don't write to write a number one hit to write a banger to you know mm-hmm. we write for our local church and where they are and what what we feel they the stories that yeah. they're going through the things that they're that they're walking through like we write to that and that again is the overflow it's the overflow of our day-to-day mm-hmm. it's the overflow of the walk that we have personally with jesus that like when we step into a room to write it's what we're learning going through walking through with jesus like Mm -hmm. we've all got traumas we've all got things and like if there's a way that we can use that to grow others Mm -hmm. because it feels lonely when you're going through things like man this is just so unique to me this is my situation but like there's a lot of people out there and you don't know what your story can touch and that's the overflow if you can Mm -hmm. get that out there and write that like to encourage songwriters like go do it yeah <laughs> just write it about write about it write about what you're like well, the we're, good. yeah we're equipping the saints <laughs> here in our local church yeah. and we do that as songwriters by writing songs for them to sing yep. yes so like i mean like one of the perfect examples is one of the like msw greatest hits um written by one of our founders Corey voss he wrote the song praise your name yep. mm-hmm. in the bridge fear and depression shame and confusion you, you have, have to bow. bow that hit our church like a ton of bricks they yep. were they grabbed that bridge and ran with it because it yep. was what our church was dealing with at that time. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like oppression mm-hmm. on our city that like what we talked about earlier, like the mm-hmm. poverty uh, and, and spiritual oppression. Yeah. It, it was giving our people something to sing mm. in our, like, I, I believe like our geographic location right. had so much to do yeah. with it too. It's like, yeah, 100%. this is coming as a beacon coming out of, of Shelbyville Come on. of hope yes. through songs um and that lyric specifically like yeah. wrecked our church and it was giving them authority mm-hmm. over that oppression over those even like you're talking about geographic i believe that like you know principal we 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 fight against principalities mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and there's principalities that are geographic Regionally. regional yeah. and that's 
how they are if you've never thought about it that way like um they it gave them an mm-hmm. opportunity to take like authority over those things yeah. and just like jesus goes after the one mm-hmm. a lot of people could look at our geographical location and our numbers and our statistics and be like you know that's the platform of 100 but like the ripple effect that this platform of 100 has is mm-hmm. astronomical yeah. because of like when you have songs that regionally go out we have people that come from Chattanooga mm-hmm. <laughs> to go to our church in Shelbyville I mean it's like yeah. it's a two well hour even drive. that song is a perfect example too on on when the whole point was writing for like writing to give our people mm-hmm. something to fight with mm-hmm. and then the lord said that's there are other people that need to hear that yep. too. Mm-hmm. He elevated that song and now it has millions on Spotify. Yep. Mm-hmm. Millions on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. It's reaching people that it needs to. And like we still hear people yep. like who discover that song. And they're like, You don't you don't realize the season I'm in and how these words specifically yep. like there could be other songs written on fear, other songs written on shame. All of that is good, but our song fit exactly where they needed it mm-hmm. to be. Yep. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. He's so kind. Yeah, man. Always. He is so kind. Well, we're, we're like hitting like an hour. So, um, yeah, we want to wrap this episode up. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys so much for joining thank you, us thank you, thank on you. the Madison Street Worship Podcast. These will be so much more frequent. We're having so much fun with this. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're going to get as many people in as possible. And um, feel free to reach out to us on maybe what you guys would love to hear about, what you guys would like to see. Um, if you want any other more like creative content type stuff, we would mm-hmm. love to, you know, do do whatever we can mm-hmm. with whatever we can. Final yeah. thoughts, guys. There's a lot of there's a lot of different things that we could talk about, and I think we're just trying to be good stewards of yep of this thing. And you know, if if only one person hears this and it changes their life or their perspective or whatever gives them encouragement, that's all that matters to me. Yep. Um, but yeah so we love you guys thank you so much for watching uh for listening wherever you're listening on and uh i love you guys i love, love you, guys. you guys i love you trevin love you, trevin. I love you trevin. such a hard worker so all right Blessings. see you guys in the next one